Hey, you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. Listen, uh, I think I found one of the keys to life. It's not money, power, respect. I, I know what little Kim tried to tell you, but um, it is what you need in life, but it's not money, power, respect. I always like to look over things in a practical manner because I understand that we are all different learners. Some are, you got to, like me, you got to give me something visual, okay? The picture you paint in, I need to be able to see that it's going to equate to something. You can't just abstract talk to me. It's not going to work. But whenever I come across one of my gems of life, I always, I don't have a selfish mentality. So I'm always thinking about a way that I can slice and dice and dissect this so that other people can digest it and apply it to their life. And because I'm half gangster, okay, and tattoos on my face, uh, that's how I feel about myself. You have a nice day. I feel like the, if I could put a theme song to where I'm currently at, it would have to be the song from the Deacon, um, French Montana. <laughs> and we're about it. I wore a bonnet, and wore a bonnet, and wore a bonnet. Like, listen, that's why literally it got to. Listen, I'm a gangster for Christ. You have a nice day. That that's the way. That's the way that I like to equate certain things. Okay, but I was trying to put my finger on where's all this freedom coming from, right? Like. I I know me and I've 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 been around me for quite some time and I can teach me to anyone else. Uh I can look at pictures and pinpoint what version of me that was then. I can identify why I allow certain things to happen because there were certain characteristics in me at that time. And so I'm very clear. If there's nothing at all, I'm very clear about me. Okay, so when I come across something that's like, oh, that's an updated version. Okay, iOS me. <laughs> you understand? It, 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 it takes me, it gets my attention. And it's almost like, what is going on? And I cannot describe to you the freedom that I feel. I cannot describe to you the exact moment. I can tell you the particular items that led to this particular coordinate but I I am shocking prior versions of me real talk the people pleaser me that that used to be these are all prior the one who used to be more concerned about what other people thought than what what I actually felt was right Hearing voices of people that I looked up to or wanted to impress or, you know, aunts, uncles, whomever, and, and allowing their words and their direction to be louder than the Holy Spirit's. To take on a job or, or, or anything because it looked good, but when in fact I, I wanted to put my own customized thumbprint on it. Like I wanted to customize certain things, but throughout the journey of life was told that it was wrong or no, there was a way to do a thing. Or, you know, I told you the story before when I was, when I took my freshman year classes and I registered, 
I set up to go at night. I thought it was brilliant. If I got to go to school and work, I'd rather go to work in the morning <laughs> and then I'd rather go ahead while everything is quiet and go to school at night. And so that was my thing. And I brought home my schedule to my mother and she, you would have thought that I told her, um, I'm going to start eating dog food and I'm moving somewhere with dog food. Like it was almost disrespectful to her. She was like, who goes to school at night? Uh, this grandbaby, I don't understand why that's a big deal. And it was so radically rejected because it wasn't a part of what she considered to be normal. And so we all have those things where we tried to step out on small things. You know, level one, we're not even upgrading yet, just level one basic. <laughs> and where the responses that we received on a level one pretty much detailed how fast, how brave, and how consistent we move through the other levels. Why would you want to move and do another level of something else in a bolder light if you were so radically rejected? at a lower scale. You have to be very careful about the accessories people put on you to the point that you don't even recognize the cloth of yourself. Please make sure that when you're walking this thing called life, that if with no one else, you are 100 with yourself. You have to literally take a little, I don't know, inventory Stop and say, is everything that's a part of my life right now, is it truly authentically me? I know people who went on and pursued certain careers because that's what their parents or guardian or family expected. I know people who were forced to get married um, because that's the next thing to do according to whomever's advisement. I know people who had kids and wish that they didn't because the person that they got with wanted that many and they really didn't want that many. I know people who stayed in a certain area just because that's where their family was, but their heart desire was in another state, even maybe another country. And so when you see so many people live life according to someone else's script, then when, when do you ever get to put your own narration on it? When do you ever get to do that? This is your life, okay? God gave you an assignment. God gave you a task. This thing is timed. <laughs> it, it, this is a timed test. You can take all the time that you need within the time that you were given. But at the end, he wants you to win. And he wants you to excel and graduate and go to the next level which is be with him right but when I was doing that for myself literally sitting in a rocking chair and just asking myself like where did this boldness come from like I don't know I feel like you are a completely different grandbaby I mean like same head shape eyebrows edges all that but like the grandbaby that you are right now like Come on, say do you say? Like, what's hood? What's that? And it was truly, bro, I'm not worried about nothing. About nothing. And and I wish that this was <laughs> it's not even temporal. It's not, it's a mindset that I put on. 
I put on the mindset to just go ahead and put that thing in autopilot to the gauge of I am not worried about nothing. And let me do it in my improper. I ain't worried about nothing. You know, you understand? Like seriously. It and I realized, oh my gosh, that's the key to life. Literally, because once I put on that that mindset, once I put on that particular <laughs> accessory on my life. It seems like everything else was responding to that. When you are fearless, okay, worry-free, let me go back. Worry-free almost ignites a fearlessness in you. And when you are fearless, what can hold you back? Could you even fathom living that way? Seriously. Like, take any part of your life, and I guarantee you, if you are 100 with yourself, there's a little bit of fear attached to why you're not making a bolder decision, why you're not making a more customized-to-you decision. There's a little bit of a fear there, because if you do that, then that may happen, and that may... Listen, you cannot live that way. I went ahead and just real fast, real quick, went to the ministries of the New Oxford Dictionaries and them folks, and I just wanted to look up the definition of worry. Now, I had two separate definitions. One was verb. The other is the noun. The first one, verb, it says, give way to anxiety or unease. Allow one's mind to dwell on difficulty or troubles. (laughs) Two which is the noun, a state of anxiety or uncertainty over actual or potential problems. See, here's my thing. Worry is so multifaceted that you can't even worry a little bit. It's not like, oh, I just, uh, I worry about that a little bit, but not a lot. No, 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 no. Let me explain something to you. Because worry, it it seems like it's uh, trying to compete with the Lord. It's trying to be omnipresent. It's trying to be present in your present circumstances, make you worry about what's happening now. And then it's trying to go ahead and be omega and then make you worry about things that could potentially happen later. I don't want to consume or assume a personality trait of anything that is going to be in competition with my God. Maybe that's why throughout the Bible, he's always telling us, do not worry, okay? Like I'm trying to tell you, because at this point, Anything that fumigates your mind can cloud you on what God truly has for you. I promise you, I wish somebody would have told me this light years ago. (laughs) I I wish someone would have told me, you are in bondage when you worry. You voluntarily shackle yourself. You swallow your own key and you decide to live life like that. When you worry. And I used to be someone that had so much to be worried about. The the future of my children, the current state of my children. Am I being an effective mother? Am I being a good mother? Am I making good decisions? Am I making the better decisions? Should I get this particular? I mean, decision fatigue, uh, thinking about the future all the time in a very draining manner, thinking about the things that's happening now, looking at all the things that need to be updated and fixed in my life, the people that were in my life. I just had all these different 
seat warmers and I never I didn't really have enough star players to win the championship that I saw for my life it was just like listen at this point I really don't want anyone in my life that's riding the bench and then you get the ring at the end like you put in work but all you did was sit there and criticize or clap or do whatever you you might as well have been inside the audience I don't want audience members on my bench and I understand the weight of a strong starting five. And even if I got to start and go ahead and draft all over again, I refuse to be a part of a sinking ship. Something about this season has, oh my, ignite me to levels that I, I can't even try to explain. And I'm trying Looking at my pay, I'm just going to go ahead and go in my own bag. I looked at how much I made and was like, mm, I'm worth more than this. Mm-hmm, I am. Uh, I'm a valuable worker. I'm a valuable employee because I chose not to be an entrepreneur. Let's just be very clear. Uh, so, And that's my business and I'm fine because that's the kind of grandbaby that I am. And so what I did was I put in the work at my job. And then after I put in the work, I put in a request for an increase. Any other time, I would have followed the rule. Or I just would have done what I did at other locations. Just whenever they decide to increase you, you know, they increase you. That's just it. (laughs) Uh, I even went ahead and asked a cousin of mine who is extremely versed in the corporate world. And was like, so when should I ask? And she was like, uh, I think that you should. And I heard the wisdom in it, you should wait to your next evaluation. You should wait closer to this particular anniversary date that you've been there. You should, you should, because this is how the corporate game works. But I can't, the thing about faith is that no one can direct me how to get there. And if I am following your instruction, am I really walking out on my faith? Because When I look at Peter, and when Peter walked on water with Jesus, he didn't have anyone else's instruction to guide him to, yo, maybe you should or should not do this. It was just, it was something in his heart that he wanted to do. Jesus, if if that's you, tell me to come. Jesus was like, ear, tell him to come on. And Peter began to walk there. So what if Peter would have took, you know, the, the steps that people take in modern times? Hold on, let me go ahead and go to my 11 friends real quick and ask them what I should do. Or let me make logical sense of what's happening and then I'll make a decision. Matter of fact, you know what? Let, let me see how I feel emotionally and see if it feels right within me before I make this decision. And if Peter would have depended on any one of those, talking to his friends, looking at the logical circumstance, seeing how he feels emotionally, all three of those would have failed him. The only thing that he had to fuel him to walk to Jesus was faith. Do you see what I'm saying? So going to people all the time, while there is wisdom in counsel, you can't do that all the time, not in every circumstance. You can't logically look at something and be like, "Mm, one plus one, okay, there goes the two, so then I'm going to go ahead and step out. You can't do that all the time because according to uh, how I know Peter, uh, humans don't walk on water. 
uh, it, the the clouds and the waves and the storm and all that, this is the wrong time to even be out in this boat. So logically, where was the thumbs up to go walk to Jesus? You going to wait till something feels right? Huh? Everybody in that boat was scared. Good, good, good ghost, sir. <laughs> but you want to you be a feel me Christian. You want to be a, I don't know, just don't feel right. Maybe you holding your own self back. Won't you start tapping into the other thing uh, called faith? And just being like, okay, I, I'm going to ask one time for clarity, Lord. Jesus, if that's you, okay, that's you. Cool, here I come. Nothing, I'm not even going to give myself time to consider, is that the voice I remember him speaking in? His cadence does sound a little bit off. I'm not even going to give myself time to filter through my faith. I'm going to just go. Jesus, say the word, I'm, I'm going to be right here. And, and that's just it. And so I feel like maybe if we were to step like that a little bit more, how far would you, how much further would you be in life? So I looked at my pay and was like, hey, I'm putting in an increase now. I'm putting a request for an increase now. Because the last thing that I ever want is to see that I put together my own formula to hold out on something for later that God was willing to bless me with now. <laughs> you understand? I, I don't want to be my own hold up. Mm-mm. I, I believe that if it's in your heart and you go ahead like, Lord, I'm going to step out on faith. If God don't go ahead and derail and, and kind of finagle and move you in another direction, go. Who cares what it looks like to everybody else? I know there's a perfect formula to someone else, but it's in your heart now. And if it's not something that you need further steps to, if it's not something that God is saying, okay, you in the waiting room right now, but that doesn't mean that you're not doing anything as you wait. Like he t he's very clear. If you be a hundred with yourself, his direction is very clear, crystal, if you will. So I went ahead and I did that. <laughs> I asked for a request. And I'm telling you in real time what's happening to me in real time so that it doesn't look like I got to the other side of the shore. And I'm like, yeah, swim. No, I'm telling you how I'm swimming now. I'm telling you that I'm in the boat now and that I'm walking on water now. And who knows where this is going to lead, but I'm going to keep walking. That's just what I'm going to do now. So I have a meeting set up for next week, the latter part of next week, to discuss what the superiors and the higher-ups decided they're going to do. I asked for a certain percentage increase-wise, and I'll, you know, follow up with you on what that looks like. But whatever their answer is, I'm going to be the woman in judges with it. I'm not going to pester, but I'm going to, and I hate to, I'm going to sound cocky, disclaimer. I know that I'm an asset, and the thing about an asset is you don't lose an asset. So it will behoove someone in the higher authorities to go ahead and um, listen to thine request. Okay? No one in their right mind loses an asset because an asset helps you to shine. If 
finding an asset was pretty much a dime a dozen, then everybody would be treated the same. Everybody would be paid the same. There would be no need for hierarchy, E or the above, right? I am literally living in a posture that I am clear I am the asset. That's why I had that conversation with you a few phone calls ago. I really want to drive home the fact that worry is a weight. And since like little, and I'm new to this particular real estate. So I'm just showing you how I'm decorating my home. You do what you please, but I'm letting you know this foundation is real. Okay. Um, it's energy efficient in this home. There's a lot of things that when I lived in other homes, uh, I didn't feel this secure. I didn't feel this comfortable. I didn't feel this courageous. There were things that were going on on the outside that I was real, real scared. Like I, I felt like one of the three pigs, like what if the wolf comes and blows my house down? Like the, the way, and the security that I feel being in this brick house it's like I'm untouchable and I'll tell you why I feel that untouchable in the sense that I am clear on what my anchors are and who my captain is I'm clear when something is slowing me down, whether it's a thought process, whether it's a person, whether it's my own particular emotions or my experiences or what have you. I'm clear on what my anchors are. But I, I'm so close to my captain that I have no choice but to propel forward. So when I make these disclaimers, I'm not making it in and of my own strength. It's I'm tapping into the access that God has always wanted me to have. I have the Holy Spirit. I hear him. He guides me. He comforts me. He brings things to my remembrance. He is literally a real live being in my life. I am aware that all of this is accessible because of what Jesus did on Calvary. So I understand that I'm able to have this relationship with my father, God, and I'm able to have the advocate Holy Spirit with me only because of what Jesus Christ did on Calvary. I am clear that when I speak to God and I talk to him and I have my conversations that we call prayer, that he is only granting and, and getting these things to me and speaking to me and responding to me because when he sees me, he sees that I accepted his son, Jesus Christ. I am clear that if God opens up a door, no man can close it. And that if God closes a door, it don't make no sense for me to even try to try to see if there's a back door. Because no man can open it. I am clear that he, he has plans for me that exceed what I could ever possibly try to dream. And I have huge dreams. But just today it dawned on me, perhaps you're dreaming too small. I'm like, woo, you're going to have to upgrade me, Lord, to dream on another scale because I'm dreaming as big as I can. <laughs> like, I really am. But I know that there's a contingency there. I know that I dream as big as I could possibly think could happen. Yeah, I want to be the first millionaire in my, in my family. I want to potentially retire from the career of choice that I'm currently in. I do want to have a lucrative spiritual gift 
on earth. I don't call it side hustles. I don't call it hobbies. My calling is lucrative. And so I want to do something with that, whether it looks like, and, I, oh, and I'm going to always say this, I am going to be in a theater full of women that God allows me to heal through my voice. I know that. I'm going to write a book one day. I know it. I potentially would like to be on the big screen in that I just write a movie based on my life because I feel like that's what I live. So I might as well go ahead and be, listen, take exactly what happened to me and make it lucrative. A biofilm, if you will, however that looks, but it's based on a true story. I am going to... I'm going to change my bloodline. Like I was born to change my bloodline. And I'm going to change that with more than just tangible riches. I'm going to change that with information that's going to free my generations to come. Every generation before me was a worry wart. Truly. Wasn't good with money. Had anger issues tempers, all kind of things. I'm going to change my generation because I changed. I, I'm clear on what I'm up against. I'm clear on what runs in the family. But guess what? I'm not worried about nothing. I promise you, that statement in itself is almost, it's mind-blowing. What do you mean you're not worried about nothing? Are you saying that there's nothing in your life right now that can be a little bit more in order or that you are unclear on what the next steps are or that you literally have a dot 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 or a comma because you don't know what's to follow of course I just told you that I asked these people okay these other sets of grandbabies for an increase and I have a meeting next week and I don't know what these people are going to say but 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 am I going to worry from now until the meeting happens, come on, bro, I'm not that foolish. No, I'm free. I'm free. I'm going to continue to ask God for the coordinates to my heart's desires. I'm going to continue to live free. Let me tell you something. What these people say or don't say does not change my direction. I'm still going to get increased. Now you got to take it up with God because I'm telling God I want increase and then I'm going ahead and I'm doing something in the natural. So that's between you and the Lord <laughs> at this point. You understand? But I'm going to keep walking on water in a way that just means I'm walking lighter. I'm walking with more confidence. I am walking in a way that I'm truly am living by the stanza. I ain't worried about nothing. I ain't worried about nothing. I just I'm really not because there's so many other things that I want to think about and circumstances that I can't change isn't one of them I'm excited on what's to come I have things that I want to look forward to I'm excited about my potential growth and my, my five-year plan and you know my one to two-year plan and then where I want to see my next decade and there's so many different things that's happening or so many things that I want to look forward to you think that I want to go ahead and preoccupy my mind with things that are currently happening or that may happen that I really don't have no say in no, it's either, listen, it's going to happen one or two ways. 
exactly the way that I hoped or exactly the way that God already had for me, but they both work in my favor. There is no, I don't, and I, I dare to say this, I don't believe in failure anymore. I don't believe in, oh, dang. And I, and I really wanted that. Oh, well. No, it, that just means, <laughs> listen, it's like house shopping. Okay, that house, they, could, they put the offer in for you. I don't even look at things and get upset anymore. I just look at it like, God, just give me the direction to my heart's desires. Give me the coordinates to my heart's desires. Go ahead and put download the GPS at, into my soul on how I'm supposed to get to the exact coordinates that I desire. And I only desire it because you wired me that way. And you only wired me that way because you have a plan for my life. And your plan for my life is strategically connected to the way that you wired me so why would I spin my wheels on why something didn't work or how come such and such did whatever they did or all the things that's happening that I literally have no control in when I know that at the end of the day that if it wasn't allowed in my life then that means that God couldn't use it in my life's recipe it's just truly and truly that simple so whenever you hear me say from here on out that I'm not worried about nothing. I need you to truly understand that's because I'm on an entirely different level. And just because you know that I go back and I always connected to the Bible as much as I possibly can. I said, I want to go back and I want to, I want to read Philippians 4 differently. I call that the worry remedy, right? So Philippians 4, you know, I read in the NLT version. I'm going to start reading from verse 6. Don't worry about anything. Pause. I feel like that's where the bishop, the deacon over there, French Montana, got it from. Because I feel like the Bible was like, ain't worry about it. But it's okay. Okay, so verse 6. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. 7. Then you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds that you live in Christ Jesus. Eight. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Nine. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and see me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. Can I bring something to your attention? <laughs> Paul wrote this, right? And it's amazing to me that first he's instructing not, not to worry. Okay, I don't want you to go ahead and worry about anything. And then when you decide not to worry... The result of that is peace. So the way that Philippians 6 through 9 actually reads is don't worry. That equates to peace. And then he talks about your thoughts. Why is it that after telling you not to worry and after telling you that once you relinquish that, that peace is going to consume you? That he now wants to talk about your thoughts. Because when you are worried, your thoughts are clouded. Your thoughts are heavy. You feel what you think. 
You ever saw a movie or heard a story or seen something on IG or seen something on whatever social media platform of choice that was sad, that was a, a shrink puller, somebody got shot by another cop again, something, some kind of hardship, anything that really pulls at your heartstrings, you saw something and immediately you started to feel something. And then even after seeing it, you still felt it and you were like, I got to get this off of me. I feel heavy. Yeah, your thoughts, what you consume, how you think, all eat all the above truly dictates how you feel. How you feel dictates how you maneuver through life. How you get through life truly dictates your destination. So how we're going to start reading Philippians 4 is these are the things that are prerequisites to me living a freer life. Six, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. That's your prescription right there. Seven, then you will experience God's peace. What do I have to do to experience God's peace? The prerequisite. Don't worry about anything. Oh, okay. Seven. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Eight. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Need you to take that worry off of you by doing, read your, read your prescription, verse 6. And then after you complete that prescription, then you will start to feel and experience God's peace. And then once all of those prerequisites are met, now I want you to work on your thought life. You know what? That should be a whole <laughs> that should be a whole conversation in and by, of, of it by itself. I ain't gonna hold you because we we can do we can take a little bit of instruction on how we should and should not be thinking, right? My challenge to you, uh, I want you to go ahead and be honest with yourself because that's the only person that's, that truly knows what's going on. Right. And I want you to pinpoint the very thing in your life at this very moment. That is preoccupied with worry. It's either something that's happening right now or something that you are potentially uh, looking down the line at. And you're like, uh, I'm nervous about that. But I need you to pinpoint it. And we're going to treat it like a zit. <laughs> we're going to pop it, okay? We're going to put some ointment. We're going to go ahead and do all the things. And we are going to dismantle that. Because the Bible that I read and the new lifestyle that I've consumed tells me there is no freedom where there's worry. And so you're going to have to literally identify that, whatever it may be, maybe several things and maybe one, but I need you to be honest enough to identify it. And I want you to bring it to the table um, when you're talking to God. And just be honest and say, listen, um, 
if you leave this to me by by myself, I'm going to continue to dissect this until there's um, just a whole mess. But the Bible that I'm reading tells me that I'm supposed to go ahead and cast this to you. And so I'm bringing this to this table because I'm going to walk away from the table with full confidence that when I come back, it will be resolved if you even direct me to come back. But what I'm definitely going to do is not live my life predicated on what I just left on this table. I need you to be that level of bold, that level of honest, that level of just real. Freedom doesn't come from being fake. I I could tell you that now. That's why I strive to live my most authentic life because I understand that uh, inauthenticity is a shackle that I'm not willing to go ahead and nickname an ankle bracelet. I'm not interested. (laughs) Have a nice day, okay? But do you understand what I'm driving home? Okay, well, I, I feel like you got what you needed. You know what these conversations are. They're life-provoking conversations, conversations that that not the average person's going to have with you, but who? Your favorite homegirl. But listen, I um, I low-key told my husband I want Spanish food because I'm having a craving. Um, and I don't want too much time to pass so that he can forget or go to sleep because I know how that grandbaby could be. So let me go ahead and let you let me go, okay? Later.